Welcome to our Triune Pod, where we prepare you to praise. I'm the Reverend Nick Comiskey. And I'm the Reverend Ben DeHart. Join us for a conversation about low-key theology, lived experience, and outlandish pop culture as we break down the collect of the day for the coming week. We hope it's an inspiring, maybe a bit irreverent, but mostly helpful way to get you ready for some God time. Welcome back. Another episode of our Triune Bod. Our Triune Pod. Bod? <laughs> Sorry, man. This is gonna be one of my oh, one of my mini guests. I love it. Um, no, that might have been the best. <laughs> well, this is uh this is Nick. Remember that um, bod uh bod spray? <laughs> oh, I yeah. want your bod. <laughs> Are you were you an ex guy, Ben DeHart? I'm I'm sure I was at the beginning. I'm I'm ashamed to admit that, but and I probably would have lied in years past. But yeah, I definitely I can just, was on that train. I can just imagine your high school in suburban New Jersey <laughs> before those baseball games, listening to Saves the Day, just bathing in just Axe spray. body spray. That's good. The baseball game, perfect. So how are you, dude? What's going on? I'm all right, man. I um I've been having with hanging with Scotty, who we had in the pod recently, and that's been really fun. I've been hanging with Adrian. That has been a whirlwind. That guy is a wild man. We're going to have him on the pod sometime soon. He'll be our resident atheist who we're trying to convert through the <laughs> through the colics. But uh, yeah, what God. about you? I'm more interested in you. You were out in Big Bear with your wife. What went down? Yeah, I was in, uh, I was in Southern California for the last week. I got in at 8 a.m. this morning, uh, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, it's kind of like a family reunion. Uh, it was my grandmother is uh, 96, and uh, all of my siblings and my siblings who are married and their kids, there were five kids, three and under, and under one roof um, for about six days. So it was a full, it was a full week, uh, and I got about two hours of sleep last night on my red eye from LAX to Raleigh. So that's why my uh, I gaffed oh, earlier. Be the best pod, yeah, I'm calling yeah. it right now. That's right, man. No, but it was really fun. Uh, I was great to spend time with family and the weather in Southern California is like, you forget if you don't live there, that there is one place on in our country where you can be outside all year round with no bugs, no cold, no humidity. And that place is California, man. It's, it's paradise. Why did you ever leave? Uh, I needed to get right with God. <laughs> I mean, honestly, wow. this uh, is but, already an amazing pot. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, I do love, I mean, I haven't lived there now. I've lived longer other places than there. I lived there until I was 18 and I'm about to turn 36. So, um, not quite yet, but I've basically lived half my life, not there, um, but it still feels like home and they still feel like my people. So there's something in just energizing about being, you know, around people who wear vans and say dude a lot. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's not me. So uh, back that's to the true. East Coast. Here we are. Back to the East Coast, man. All right. Well, hey, did you see some movie or something you want to talk oh, about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got to tell our, our listeners about the best movie of 2021. It's not Soggy Bottom, the upcoming PTA thing. It's not uh, House of Gucci. I don't know if that's going to come out this year, but um, the best movie of this year, I'm just going to call it right now, is The Tomorrow War on Amazon Prime. <laughs> have, you watched, have you watched that? I did. I did. Did you like it? So actually, like... I had heard the reviews were bad, so I watched it anyway with my dad a couple of weeks ago. And the beginning is, I mean, they're doing way too much stuff. It's kind no of like- No way, weird. I think- Hold on, hold on, hold on, let me, let me, th- let me think. It's okay. a little bit weird, it's a little wild. But then like, when you get past those first like 15 minutes, I kind of loved it. It's, I think it was like better than Independence Day, uh, which I guess isn't saying much. But uh, yeah, what, what were you thinking? 
I, I honestly think it's incredible. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you got to like it for what it is, right? It's like a popcorn action movie. So I'm not, I'm not looking for terms of endearment here or ordinary people or something, but um, I think the concept is killer. I know the concept's kind of borrowed from another sci-fi novel, but I think the concept is incredible. And I like that it was like, really overwritten like i liked all the plot like i don't i that's why i just i don't i'm not a big marvel guy because partly i feel like i don't care about these characters at all i'm not invested in this story i'm just watching a 30 minute cgi fest and there was a lot of cgi in this movie that's for sure but um i thought chris pratt was awesome i think uh sam richardson yeah the um the uh, phd earth science guy was so funny uh, I mean, I honestly was just, I mean, I was watching it last night in the airport as I was waiting for my flight that kept getting delayed, but I'm like, I could just watch this for, I want to live in this world for four more hours. And I think a sequel is already in development. So um, really? Yeah. Well, yeah I yeah. heard it was like broke the Amazon prime record. Oh, it had to have, it was, it was awesome. Uh, I, I mean, mean like, Hey, you can't cancel Chris Pratt. You can't no, cancel him. In no, fact, he's it does the opposite. Yeah, he's been baptized. He's cleansed. Um, and I mean, like, yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, you're not going to care about this. But it has like this kind of cool conceit with time travel. And then like, they just like turn that up and like, they're like jumping back and forth. And then they're in like Russia at the end. And I think the aliens were genuinely scary looking, which totally. is so important. Yeah. Um, as much as I like the Snyder cut of Justice League, other than the main bad guy, those aliens look terrible. And in yeah. this movie, awesome. Awesome. That said, let's That's, pray. That said, proper 13. Uh, let your continual mercy, O Lord, cleanse and defend your church. And because it cannot continue in safety without your help, protect and govern it always by your goodness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. All right, gang. Well, this colic is very interesting to me because it doesn't begin in the ordinary way. There's not the acknowledgement. There's not the sharing of God's character. In this colic, we get right into it. Our ask, our petition. It's it's a little bit. It feels desperate. It feels like we're like we're fragile here. Uh, so, and and granted, in the older versions of this colic, they don't have this. But in the 1979 prayer book, this is what we got. It says, "Let your continual mercy, O Lord." cleanse and defend your church. So we get right into the ask. And then it's as if we remember, oh yeah, we've got like, God, we're praying to you, by the way, uh, defend and cleanse your church. So we start with cleanse and defend, and then we jump to, you know, protect and govern it always through your goodness. Now, I don't know about you, Nick, but when I think of the mercy of God, I tend to think of pardon. I tend to think of the absolution. You have been forgiven uh, but here we're, we're saying, let your mercy cleanse us. Let your mercy defend us. Let it protect and govern us, which I, I find really interesting. So again, when I think of mercy, I think of uh, Schindler's List, right? The um, Schindler is talking to that, that the Nazi and he's you know, trying to get him to stop being so horrible. So what does he tell the Nazi? He's Because the Nazi is obsessed with exerting his power. And Schindler says, true authority is the ability to pardon, the ability to grant mercy. And then we see this horrible figure. Uh, he starts to, he listens to this businessman, Schindler, and is like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show my power. So he starts to say, he, he's like looking in the mirror and, and practicing this, I pardon you. 
and then he starts to do it. So really, that's what I think about when I think of mercy. But this, I mean, obviously that there there is that in this college, but there's more than that. That a mercy, a declaration that is effectual, that enacts what it called. It's like a speech act to use that that big word. The the pardon, the promise of God. I guess you could call this imputation, which we've talked about before. Cleanses. It defends, it protects and governs. And I do like that all these things that we're asking for, because again, we, we talked about how this prayer seems desperate and we're, we're, we're saying this on behalf of the church, which includes you and me, obviously, but cleanse, defend us, govern us, protect us, be our ruler. But all of this is, is based on what we say at the beginning. It comes out of God's mercy. So really interesting to me that again, it's, polyvalent, but also that it's grounded in God's mercy. You got anything for me? I mean, I'm pretty in awe of the words you've just used, polyvalent. <laughs> I can't even say that um, speech act. Yeah, I mean- uh, So annoying. I'm sorry. No, you're great, man. Um, I think the adjective, the third word in the prayer, continual mercy, is a, is a really- noteworthy word choice. These colics are very terse. And so anytime you see an adjective, it's like, oh, how come that didn't get the red pen? And I think what it speaks to is God's mercy being new every morning. Our mercy is not a, you know, a kind of mode that God has at times and is unmerciful at other times. God's mercy is continuous. And when we think about the church, you know, this beleaguered, um, ineffectual, inefficient institution that we both make our lives serving, um, that God's mercy is continuous, that it is a, a well that never runs dry. It is a wave that always crests. Um, it's new every day. And I think that that's, um, there's a lot of gospel in that simple adjective. God's mercy is continuous. It, it never goes away. I mean, you know, this is a prayer for the church, the capital C church. And, um, this is, you know, obviously this jumps out to me based on what we do, but I think um, praying a prayer for the church that God's mercy would cleanse and defend it is so helpful because, you know, uh, to quote Paul Zoll, the church is not a, a zone immune from original sin. You know, I think that's very hard. It's as, as simple as that sounds. I think that's very hard for people to wrap their minds around. And I think that is why so, so many people become so disillusioned with the church. They imagine it as a world that is immune from the effects of original sin. So they expect people to be kinder and gentler and more generous because they go to a church and it's like, no, man, they're just people. They're people as messed are here. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're people as messed up as everywhere else. And so of course the church, and I'm, my point is not to make apologies for transgression. It's to say like, you have to build into your expectation that these are human beings and we do our best and we strive with the power of God working in us. But like, there is this basic recognition that has been so helpful for me, honestly, that like, well, we're dealing with people here. We're not dealing with angels and we're not dealing with people. We're not only dealing with people in their redeemed state. We're dealing with people that are, that are, have that bear the effects of Adam, you know, and, and, and therefore, you know, Lord, your continual mercy needs to cleanse and defend us. Um, because when you're on the one hand, your foot is firmly planted in the old age, but you are striving to receive the inbreaking of the new, it's just very complicated. It's very hard. And, um, 
you know, life is hard. Business is hard. Nonprofit work is hard. I'm not saying the church is any harder than any other job, but one of the unique ways that it is hard is because you have aspirations that are so much greater than your empirical state. Um, and so this prayer to me is like, I mean, genuinely, it's a prayer that I pray all the time um, because the church, it is just so hard to, well, let me put it this way. The need to be cleansed from the kind of residual effects of sin and defended, not just from enemies external, but enemies within, you know, our own hearts um, is just always, always, always there. And you know, that, 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 uh, as that kind of inscription, that is the second line, we cannot continue in safety without your help. Like that means one thing in, you know, Iran or in, you know, Northern Nigeria here, there's not people knocking down our doors saying you cannot worship the one true God. But, um, I think about it as like continue in safety, continue in, in gospel blessedness or continue in spiritual prosperity. Like we cannot continue to be what we are called to be as a people of God without, the help of God. And so, um, you know, we, we need protection and governance every day that ends with why. Yeah. And on some level, this prayer is, is redundant and for as well as these are written, that's gotta be purposeful, right? We ask that the Lord would defend us and then we say, protect us. And I think it just goes, goes back to what you were saying at the beginning. We're talking about continual mercy, not a one-time thing, but continual and then we see that, like, just emphasized even further with that second line, because we cannot continue in safety without you. We need this continual mercy. We need this pr continual protection, governance, cleansing. Uh, I don't know if you meant this particular prayer you pray all the time, but this would be a great prayer uh, for anyone, any church leader, anyone in the church to pray, not just this week, but every week. Yeah. No, amen, man. And pray for me as I'm uh, drowning in work responsibilities. <laughs> he's yeah. a rector now. He's, a, he's kind of a big deal. That's so. definitely not true. But um, I, yeah, man. Um, yeah. Just, I, I, you know, most colics are not about the church and that's good because most people don't care that much. I mean, most people are much more consumed with their individual lives and problems. So I'm not saying, but I think every now and then, whether it's your individual congregation or whether it's just the church more collectively or the church in your city, just from being reminded of how easy it is to get off track and how easy it is to let minor things become major things. Um, because again, we're, the church is not a, a zone immune from original sin. This collect, I think has a has a really important place in our, you know, our, our prayer book spirituality. Yeah. Sometimes we just, we've got to remember, as Augustine said, that the church is a hospital for sinners. And I like that when that's about me and my waywardness, but it includes our sisters and brothers as well. Mm -hmm. So let's pray. Let your continual mercy, O Lord, cleanse and defend your church. And because it cannot continue in safety without your help. Protect and govern it always by your goodness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. How about that episode of our Triune Pod? Now that you've been prepped for praise, won't you do us a solid and subscribe and review? 
We promise to keep the outlandish illustrations coming. So be sure to join us for another episode of your new favorite podcast.